Welcome to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm Megan Martin. And I'm Ian Dory. I'm Brian Arnold. And I'm Noah Kaufman, the Ninja Doc. Thanks for joining our weekly conversation about health, fitness, and all things Ninja Warrior. We will be interviewing all of the top American Ninja Warrior stars, and we encourage you to visit our website, www.wolfpackninjas.com. And kids, you can get your free Wolfpack Ninja Cub certificate there. If you like our podcast, please share, subscribe, and like on iTunes. Also, give us a follow on our social media. We're always posting new content, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Together, we can make the world a healthier and happier place. So join us. Follow us across the social medias at Wolfpack Ninjas. Welcome back to the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. I'm your host, Ian Dory. And today, I'm very, very, very excited about our guest, Rue Yori. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Ian. Uh, super pumped to be here. Yeah, yeah. Part of the Wolf Pack. It's great to get you on here. And I, I wanna, I wanna just jump right in. I, you, you're a really, really awesome person. You have a huge heart, and I want our, our viewers and listeners to, to get to know you a little bit. I feel like we get the TV, you know, snippets of you, and that's really, you know, that's not, that's not the you. But can you just, can you tell us a little bit more about about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, let's see, I'm known as the canine ninja cause I've done a lot of work with rescue dogs over, over the time and, uh, really excited to be able to use this platform to kind of continue that. Um, I kind of had a previous life before Ninja Warrior, uh, with, you know, with the whole rescue dog thing, but, uh, just throughout my life, I've always been pretty active, busy. I like to keep myself busy. I'm not uh, one to just kind of sit around, but, um, you know, whatever I do throughout my life, I just try and maximize it and spread good and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, I have a, I have an awesome wife. Uh, right now I have three dogs. Uh, one is blind, deaf and senile. So it's probably not going to be around too much longer, but he's had, uh, he's 15 years old and <laughs> oh, no. I'm surprised he's still around. So I'm, I'm kind of fortunate. Um, I feel pretty grateful that he's still kicking. Um, but, uh, he's, he's a happy little guy. And then we got two younger dogs. Uh, Pitbull named Johnny. Um, he was rescued from a dog fighting situation out of Chicago. Uh, he's an awesome dog. And then we just rescued a little three-legged corgi mix off a reservation. Uh, was, she was hit by a car and um, the owner was looking for somebody to shoot her and instead of getting her medical attention. So fortunately, a rescue stepped in and uh, Johnny needed a play friend. So uh, we, Clara, my wife, saw Juju uh, through Facebook and we were kind of playing around with the idea of adding another dog. And so we had them meet, they hit it off. And, and next thing you know, we got a third dog. So it's been pretty fun. Keeps us on our toes for sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, just living life and enjoying it as much as I can. No, that's awesome. I, I think I said it before, you got a big heart and I, I really appreciate that. And, you know, you have this love for dogs being the canine ninja. It's, it's kind of, you know, your nickname, but I think it, it stems from, one of your passions and your loves, but I'm just curious, what, uh, why dogs and, and what brought you to, to this path? Uh, I don't know. I think, you know, I always wanted a dog when I was growing up, but I never got one. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm making up for lost time or what, but <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when I finally got my own place, you know, I'm like, all right, I want a dog. I wanted a dog all my life. I'm, I'm getting one. So, um, 
my wife and it was probably honestly it was probably a good thing that I didn't have a dog when I was younger because I'm sure my parents would actually be the ones taking care of it and they didn't really want one so you know it's all good but uh, now that you know I'm an adult I can do what I want so uh but my <laughs> wife and I <laughs> we went down to the shelter and uh, we knew that we wanted to adopt one we you know we just wanted a pet uh, we weren't looking for anything super specific and we're like there's tons of dogs in shelters all across the country and we're like why not you know try and give one of them a, a second chance um so we looked at tons of dogs because there's way too many out there unfortunately and we narrowed it down to two finally and we couldn't decide which one i wanted i was kind of leaning towards angus which actually was on the show our big black lab mix and clara was leaning towards another dog named ajax and we couldn't convince the other one to to go our direction right and so we actually ended up adopting both of them because <laughs> <they, laughs> nice. it was like the only, lo- the only logical choice right we can't right. decide let's let's get them both so um <laughs> they they got along awesome so uh you know it worked out really well they became best friends throughout their entire lives um taught me a lot and then but again you know we it was kind of hard turning all those other dogs down and we knew that we couldn't realistically adopt all of them but I mean, we still wanted to kind of help them, if you will. And so uh, we started just uh, volunteering at the shelter, um, started walking dogs there just to give them time out of the kennels and whatnot. And that's kind of what snowballed into a whole bunch of dogs later. Um, Claire ended up started or started working at the shelter full time. Um, I continued to volunteer. And then um, at one time we actually had six dogs. Um, Cause we started to foster dogs then. And then, you know how that goes. Sometimes the dogs don't end up leaving because you either fall in love with them or they work really well in with your house or, you know, every now and then like with Wallace, uh, Wallace was a pit bull that came into the shelter. He was a, he was a tough dog to be completely honest. Um, he wasn't good with other dogs. He was really, really driven uh, way too much energy for his own good. And so it was really just kind of hard to find him a home. Uh, so we ended up keeping him. He actually ended up being our most, potentially our most well-known dog. Um, we found out he liked to play Frisbee and we became a national and world champion Frisbee dog team together. So um, he's got a book written about him and, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of crazy stuff. So it, it's, it's really amazing how things kind of work out. Um, but, you know, that kind of, that's kind of how it all started, I guess. Okay. World world champion pair. Wait, tell me a little bit more about that. How did that happen? So um, I had so Ajax was our one of our first dogs. Um, we were looking for something for him to do, and you know the, uh, I don't know if you have. It's called a flippy flopper. It's like the fabric frisbees. You know, uh, we'd go to the dog park, and he liked to catch that. And then I saw an ad in the and my work classifieds I actually work for the Mayo Clinic that classifieds there and looking for somebody to start a frisbee dog club here in town because there are actually competitions for people that play frisbee with their dogs I didn't know this but I'm like well uh, Angus was doing agility um, and I think we had another dog that was kind of doing some agility uh, Wallace was actually doing weight pulling we had Wallace as a foster dog at that time and then we're like, well, Ajax can maybe do Frisbee. That'll be his thing. And so we tried him out. He was awesome. He got into Frisbee as well. But I was like, Wallace used to play fetch with Clara at the shelter. Why not give him a shot? And I did. And I was like, something just turned on in him. He was just a natural. 
Um, and I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but I went down and emailed my buddy and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I think Wallace is going to be really good. Um, because he, no matter how I threw that Frisbee, he was on it. You know, he was doing flips <laughs> right away. He was like running through my legs. He was jumping over like, yeah. it was ridiculous. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but pretty sure this dog is amazing. So, <laughs> <That's> awesome. um, <laughs> so I just started to, to look into it and started watching people, uh, online, uh, cause we didn't really have a club at that time. So I just started looking uh, videos of people playing in other areas and just started trying to mimic them, you know, and pretty soon we were kind of starting to do the tricks and stuff. And I did actually didn't know how to throw a Frisbee that well. <laughs> so <laughs> Uh-oh. because yeah, I write and I was like, there's another half of this. And, um, Clara got me a book from the library that said, how, uh, it was uh, titled how to throw a Frisbee. And it was from the seventies and it had all the guys with like the tube socks and, you know, the really yeah. short shorts and headbands and no shirts. And it was, it was an awesome book though. Cause it, I just read that, went out in my backyard, started practicing and, um, that kind of actually pulled me in as an athlete as well, because, you know, the dog is jumping around and doing all their things, but then, um, I kind of had something to mess with as well. Uh, could be really creative because there's a lot of different ways on how to throw a frisbee, which I did not realize before this whole endeavor. But um, and you could kind of come up with different throws and all kinds of different ways to make this piece of plastic fly through the air, right? So, so that was kind of a fun, creative thing for me to to be involved with as well. And then we just started competing um, in the competitions. And there's uh, Wallace's thing was it's called freestyle. It's kind of, you pick a song and you're basically whatever you can come up with for you and your dog to do with Frisbees in a set amount of time. And then there's categories that are judged uh, subjectively, but there's you know certain categories that you try to fit into. Um, and then uh, the team with the most points at the end, you know, is the winner type of thing. And you got dogs jumping off people's backs. They're doing flips, um, all kinds of crazy throws. Um I mean, right now there's, it's, it's evolved and you have dogs like walking on their front, only on their front legs and it's oh pretty kind of, yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. So, and Wallace and I were a little different because most of the dogs out there are border collies, cattle dogs, Australian shepherds. And then here I come with this pit bull, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, <laughs> and it, you know, it was, it was fun. And, uh, at first everybody's like, Oh, that's cool. That's cute. You know, you and the pit bull, good job. Good luck. And then when we actually started beating them, <laughs> then they're like, wait a second, what's going on? <laughs> and it was, it was pretty unique and novel. And so, uh, Wallace made a name for himself just because, uh, you know, we were often the only, uh, pit bull team out there. Um, he was really good regardless of what you look like. And, uh, it was just cool, um, to kind of go against, a lot of the negativity that was happening, especially back then, because I was, I was back in 2005, so um, that was over a decade ago. And you know, the pit bulls can get a bad rap, and back then it was even worse. And so it was really cool to just go out there and show people uh, a different side of that, and uh, just to show them that there's a little bit more to the, the story than what they were hearing and all the media and all that kind of stuff. So it was a really cool experience. Um, we did a lot of good, saved a lot of dogs, helped out a lot of people and uh, spread a lot of awareness and education along along with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just have to ask, is there any way we could get a video of you guys 
at one of the competitions that we could post in the show notes for people to watch. Yeah, absolutely. If you, uh, yeah, if you Google Wallace the Pitbull, we got all kinds of frisbee frisbee uh, videos and stuff out there, and I'll definitely show you. There's one that I kind of put together um, after he passed away of kind of a big highlight, you know, tribute video. So I can definitely uh, send that your way. Yeah, no, we'll definitely post that, and I, I can't wait to watch some of the some of the videos. I guess I didn't realize how how uh, awesome <laughs> yeah. the dogs were at this. So that's yeah. gonna that's gonna be fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's been pretty cool because, like, everybody knows I like dogs, but and it's, it was a little unfortunate that because I tried to highlight them a little bit, you know, when I first got on Ninja Warrior and that kind of stuff, but they're not here anymore, you know. So it's it's tough for people to actually get it unless they go out and see the videos and that kind of stuff, which you know most people don't do. So this will be cool to to give them a little little taste of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's it's definitely worth remembering, and and uh, I just wanted to ask. You talked about kind of the, the stigma with pit bulls, uh, and that, I think that's kind of evolved and changed. You know, now it's twenty eighteen. But what do you think uh, changed from two thousand five to to now? Um, you know, I think uh, social media has helped quite a bit, actually, because. Um, back when I was starting this, YouTube was new, <laughs> if you can believe that. It was like this newfangled thing that people could post videos online. Um, and, but that allowed us, it was, it was, yeah, it was like, it was pre-Facebook. It wasn't pre-YouTube, it was pre-Facebook. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, so you, YouTube was new and it was the new big thing. Um, and Facebook was only for college kids. It wasn't to the public yet. And, uh, so we were kind of limited to what we saw through the mainstream media, right? But then now that we have social media, um, we're not necessarily uh, uh, limited to that. And we can kind of post what we want. Like I could, I could post videos of me and Wallace. And so I could post videos of, of what we were doing and, and, and show them more of the story. And then now that everybody else that has a pit bull can post pictures of how these dogs are in their house. And, you know, I'm not denying that there are, you know, some sketchy dogs out there, but they're the vast majority are just are good dogs. Obviously you don't necessarily hear about the dogs that are good dogs that just live out their life, not doing anything wrong. Right. Um, but with social media, now that we can actually post that and, you know, people can post that on their profiles, keep pictures of their dogs. I think it's just brought more awareness that while that is, a piece of the puzzle it's a the negative is a piece of the puzzle it's a very small piece of the puzzle and it's allowed us to kind of make progress unfortunately uh still got a long way to go there's there's still tons of cities out there that um that have breed bands and whatnot and i just unfortunately delta airlines just like instituted a breed ban against their service dogs which i don't think you can do but so there, there's still things that pop up here and there that are unfortunate but Keep pushing, keep pushing forward, and hopefully one of these days we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, hopefully, you know, seeing the, the, the videos that we post will help some of our listeners to get a, a better perspective on, you know, the loving and gentle side of these animals. Well, sure. uh, I, uh, I wanted to ask about, you have, you're doing quite a bit of things, but I wanted to ask about the... Uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right. The Wallace uh, is it the Wallace and Pitbull Foundation? Is that your foundation? Yes. Yep. T- tell us about that and uh, 
what that's all about. Yeah, you know, uh, when Wallace passed away, uh, he had a great story, obviously, and I just wanted to continue that. Um, he had huge followings online, and uh, you know, I just wanted to leverage that to continue to help the dogs that needed it. You know, there's still lots of dogs out there that need help. Wallace was a lucky one. He got a home. We did a lot of great things, but, you know, there's still a lot of dogs out there that, that need that chance as well. So I figured, you know, what do I do? And I figured, why not create a nonprofit kind of in his honor? Uh, so I named it Wallace the Pitbull Foundation, and I just tried to leverage, um, you know, his fans and, and the, the people that have followed us over the years to try and continue to help the dogs that need it. We're doing a lot of fundraising. Um, I got a, a Fun thing coming up here. I can't spoil it just yet, but uh, we got some some fun uh, fun stuff coming just to help with shelters and programs and rescues that are out there on the front lines, um, you know, doing the good work that they do. So, absolutely, yeah. Uh, okay, no, it's, that's great. And uh, you're also a co-owner of, and this is this we're changing the subject a little bit here, but the, the, the Hammer Race. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a jack of many, many trades, jack of many trades here. Um, yeah, that was just uh, actually the same guy that uh, got me involved with the Frisbee dog stuff. Um, he owns a CrossFit gym, CrossFit Progression, and we started doing Spartan races and whatnot. And uh, he had this idea of an OCR race where you carry an eight-pound minimum sledgehammer along with you through the woods and you have to use it on things and that kind of stuff. So it's just kind of a unique little, uh, unique idea. And he approached me saying, what do you think about this? Do you, would you be interested in, in helping getting it started? And I said, yeah, that sounds pretty, pretty sweet and pretty fun. Um, and so I figured what the heck, why not? And so, uh, four of us got together and we came up, you know, we kind of flushed out the idea and, uh, one of them, uh, is, his family owns a campground. And so there's like, I think it's like, I don't know, 200 or 400 acres or some ridiculous amount of land and it's bluffs and woods and all that kind of stuff. And so, um, we're like, we, you know, we just kind of decided to, to go for it. And, uh, it's been fun. We, I think we started in 2013. Um, it's got a really good following. It's, it's, and it's a lot of fun. It's just unique, you know, um, where else can you, go and run through the woods with a, with a hammer That's <laughs> great. not get, it, not get you, arrested, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, what do you just, you just smash stuff or, I mean, I'm just seeing like targets and you just get a kind of, yeah. So we have, yeah, we have, um, we call them bangers. So we put like big logs on these rails and you have to bang the logs down to the end and back. Um, let's see, we've had, we've, and we kind of change it up every year cause it's the same place. So we want to keep it fresh and, you know, for everybody. Uh, we had this w new one this past couple of years. We took some tires and we bolted them together and then we cut a hole in one end. I don't know if this is kind of hard to picture, but we cut a hole in, in the, the tread of one side. So you actually slipped your hammer handle through that and then the, the head would, would catch. And so the, the, the hammer handle is actually sticking out of the tire and you have to grab the hammer handle and drag these tires around and so it really like burning your forearms oh. because, you know, you know, <laughs> oh, you got the, yeah, you got the hammers drag or the, the tires dragging behind you and stuff like that is, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and people, we have, uh, 
people actually have to name their hammer because we say it's your companion throughout this race that's going to help you through. And, um, and uh, yeah, so people have, people have even built their own hammers. It's, it's, it's awesome. There was one guy that came with like a huge log and he just took a steel pipe and like drilled it through the log. It, was, it weighed like 28 pounds or something. It was ridiculous. Oh my gosh. Um, you know, he, he, uh, he had a little bit of struggle getting through some of the stuff, but, um, you know, it was really cool. Uh, people decorate them. Uh, you know, it's just been a lot of fun, uh, throughout the years and, you know, it's, it's getting bigger every, every time is, is bigger and better. So, uh, we look forward to keeping that going and, uh, yeah, it's just been, just been cool. Kind of fun, unique thing. And, uh, I enjoy OCR stuff. That's one I actually haven't run yet. Um, but it's fun to be on the other side and think of things, think of obstacles and think of challenges to do to put people through. So I have to ask, do you have a hammer? I do. I yeah. Know. And I named it, I named it Ajax after Ajax. My, my first, yeah, after my first adopted dog. So, <laughs> okay, nice. No, that's, that's good. What, what's the craziest hammer name that you've seen? Oh, oh, I don't know. Um, I've had, I think there was beefcake. I think that weighed about 27 pounds because it was uh, one of those uh, Sisu hammers that he actually filled with pennies. <laughs> so I was like, it's, it's interesting. It's like, it's like, it's a tough race in and of itself. And then you have people coming and they're just like, like glutton for punishments. But uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. That sounds like a fun race. Maybe I'll have to come out yeah. during the next time. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Through. And we don't do like another unique thing is we don't, most of it isn't necessarily trails either. So, I mean, we're sending people through woods We're sending people up hills. Um, and we just have flags. So, cause it's like, we don't want to make it easy on anybody. So it's like, we're just, you gotta follow the flags through the woods, you know? Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. Not necessarily blaze trails that are nice and easy to run on, but uh, right. it's it's a good time. The ultimate adventure. No, that's yep. I like that. That's awesome. Well, and that gosh, and that that brings us to back to Ninja Warrior, and we haven't got to talk about Ninja Warrior really. But <laughs> how did you how did you get into Ninja? I mean, you obviously have a, a love for OCR, but you know what 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 got you here? Um, I, you know, honestly, I just saw it on, on the TV that one time, I think, uh, season four, when it came to NBC, I wish I would have known about it beforehand, but I just never was exposed to it. So, um, and I think I actually got into OCR because of the obstacles on Ninja. I don't really like to run to be completely honest, <laughs> but, <laughs> right, totally. but that's, that's not the enjoyable part for me, but I'm like, I'll run to do another obstacle. That's cool for me, you know? So, um, but uh, yeah, I saw it just on TV and I was like, that looks awesome. I've always loved obstacle course type stuff. Um, and I just said, that's something that I'd really like to do. And um, I didn't apply the first couple of years. Um, and then when Wallace and my other dog, Hector, who's probably the more well-known one as well, he was a dog rescued from the Michael Vick dog fighting case. Um, he became a certified therapy dog and we did a lot of great work with him as well. Um, but when they passed away, I didn't really know how to advocate for the dogs at that point because it was hard without them there. You know, Wallace was the cool one. Hector was the cool one. I was the other guy in the other, or the guy on the other end of the leash that, you know, but everybody, when we'd go to events, they wanted to see Wallace, they wanted to see Hector. And that's, that's how I 
promoted it. And that's what I wanted because I felt that they needed to speak for themselves through their actions. But then when they passed away, now what, you know, um, they weren't there then to go to the events or to have people meet them. And then how do I advocate for these dogs now um, without them around, you know, the, you're losing like the MVP of the team, you know? Um, and so I saw American Ninja Warrior. I was like, you know what? I've always, I, I think it's fun. It's something that I would enjoy doing. I've always enjoyed challenging myself and, you know, doing the impossible, if you will. And I was like, what are the chances if I actually get on that and I can use that platform then to start to advocate for the dogs? And fortunately, I was able to do that. And that's exactly what happened. And now that, you know, uh, I'm a ninja warrior, um, I'm kind of cool myself, you know, <laughs> like if I go at least to kids and people that have seen me, you know, training and, and on the show and whatnot. And so, um, you know, I can go in and if I go to schools, you know, kids see me as a ninja and then they're they're engaged and they want to listen to what I say. And I can teach them about dog safety to hopefully prevent dog bites, you know, and it's allowed me this this new platform that I really enjoy just myself being a part of, but then also that I can leverage to continue the work that I've done for over a decade. And it's been dream come true. Um, so grateful. And, and I hope it continues as long as possible. As long as my old body will hold up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you still got it. You still got yeah. it. <laughs> Rue, I know that we have, or you have this pledge per obstacle completed. Our show's coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you got that online. Yeah, so, you know, this will be my third year, uh, fortunately, for American Ninja Warrior. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of new things to do every year. And I thought this year, um, why not do what I've always tried to do in the past and raise some money? And I was like, what's a fun way that I can do that will actually engage people and, you know, make it fun for them to donate money? And I thought – Back way back in the day, back in elementary school, we do those like pledgeathons, and I thought that'd be kind of cool if we, you know, if I got a pledgeathon going by, people could donate per obstacle that I complete on the show, and that'll give me personally a little more motivation, knowing that, you know, I'm going to do whatever I need to do to complete this obstacle, and because then each obstacle means more money for the dogs. Um, and so I went online. I was like, there's got to be, you know, websites set up to do this kind of thing because. Um, the Wallace and Hector have fans all over the world, really. So it's like, if I can leverage social media to do this. And fortunately I found a couple of them. Uh, I went with one. It's a pretty slick site. Um, I think it's called pledge it or something. So I just created an account, um, and just started promoting it. And fortunately I got the call again. Um, you know, I was able to, to run and then we're up to, we're getting, we're closing in on $700 per obstacle. So I'm um, really excited about that. Uh, and fortunately, like you said, the, the show is coming up. So um, as soon as that is revealed, how many obstacles I completed, then I can go in there and enter that. And then we'll be raising a, a bunch of money for, for the dogs and shelters and rescues uh, across the country that we can then support through Wallace the Pitbull Foundation that I mentioned earlier. So it's pretty sweet. That's awesome. And I know that's that's coming up here quick. So we're gonna we're gonna push this this one to the top of the list to get released. We'll push it out on Monday. Try and help you out there, get some more cool. some more cash for the dogs. I think that's really yeah. that's really awesome what you're doing. I'm a dog owner as well. I got a little black lab, English black lab, and she she's 15 and she's deaf now. And 
It's, it's yep. <laughs> not long for the world, unfortunately. We love her to death. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, that. Th- this has been this has been really awesome, and there's just so much more. Maybe we'll have to bring you back on uh, for another episode. But anything else you want to uh, let our listeners know about? Um, let's see. I don't think so. I mean, I'm just pumped. I'm I'm getting ready. Or yeah, I'm trying to stay in shape and excited for the next Wolfpack Ninja Tour and event. And, you know, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm excited that there are other things happening outside of the show. I, I love the show. It's awesome. But, you know, not everybody gets to have the chance to participate in it. Um, and so I just I'm really proud to be a part of the, the movement to hopefully, you know, bring that to everybody and, and create it as a as a sport and as an activity that keeps you know people active and, and healthy because you know i have people come out to train with me and they're like man it's just so much fun it's like you know like your kid again and it's like yeah it's you know that's exactly what it is we're going back to the playground and the recess days in my mind and uh you know just trying to get people active and and get keep them healthy throughout their lives it's it's, it's something i've been passionate about all my life and it's really cool that there's this avenue to to spread that spread that to as many people as possible i guess no absolutely well we love we love having you on the team and you fit right in we're we're trying to inspire the world to live a healthier life and you know get kids healthy get them off the screens you know the iphones and the androids and all this distraction and really inspire them to be the best that they can be physically mentally you know studying hard in school and taking care of themselves so you know it's it's been uh it's a great journey, and I can't wait to announce 3.0 and let yeah. everyone know where it's going to be. <laughs> I'm working around the clock. Actually, I have the course all designed out. It's Sweet. bigger and better than we've ever had it, and I've uh, been working on some Wolfpack proprietary foam technology that you'll see in 3.0. <laughs> nice. nice. I like it. Uh, if we want to stay like up to date on uh, what you're doing, how do we uh, follow you on social media? Uh, basically, Rue Yori, wherever you go. So uh, R O O Y O R I. Um, on Facebook, this is facebook.com slash Rue Yori. Uh, Instagram slash Rue Yori. Uh, if you want to check out Wallace, Wallace the Pitbull, or Hector the Pitbull, uh, they're out there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's. I'm trying to consolidate everything because. As you as you can imagine from this interview, I got a lot a lot of irons in the fire, and it'd be nice to <laughs> <laughs> totally have a little central central centralized a little bit, but working on it. Yeah, no, it takes time. I totally understand. Uh, well, thank you so much for your time, Ru. It's been fantastic talking with you. And yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a blast, and can't wait to to connect again at the next course. Yes, absolutely. Well. This has been another episode of the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. We're going to cut to a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. Then right after that, we're going to get to the health tip of the week. And for today's health tip, parents, this is more a challenge for you. We live in this fast-paced, very sophisticated world of shopping experience and brands and all of these different sensory inputs coming at us from every angle, especially food. And parents, I'm challenging you to, you know, you are the first line of defense uh, for your kids and for what's going into not only your body, but their body as well. So I'm challenging you to, to be 
cognizant, be present, be aware of the different products that you're taking off the shelf and putting into your basket for not only yourself, but for your kids as well. And really paying attention to those. You know, if it has a long list of ingredients and you can't say half the things on the on the back of the package there, you probably shouldn't be putting it in your body. <laughs> you know, I know I do that for me and, and my kids, so I'm just challenging you to, to be aware over the next you know, shopping day, next time you go to the supermarket, really take a look and pay attention, not just, you know, like going through the motions and, oh, I want this, I want that, you know, I got my shopping list, blah, 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 but really being like, oh, what is this going to be like, you know, the day after, two weeks after, is this going to benefit me, is this going to help me, you know, achieve the things that I want to do, how is this in step with not only my mental, uh, mental side of my brain, but also how is it going to affect me physically, you know, for me, I like to keep things very simple. And if it's not going to make me feel good, you know, in a couple of days or the day after, or even right after I eat it, you know, I just don't put it in my body. So uh, parents, you're the first line of defense. Really step up to the plate, help your kids out and set them up for a better future by putting the nutrition and ingraining the nutritional habits in them. If you start now, it's easier for them as they grow up and become adults. Uh, that's it for now, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. Thanks so much for joining the Wolfpack Ninja Podcast. If you liked it, please tell a friend. Subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Remember to visit our website at www.wolfpackninjas.com and join us on social media. Join us next time for another exciting episode with your favorite ninjas and informative health tips. Follow us across the social medias at Wolfpack Ninjas.